0: Hey Johnny here, I just wanted to uh, put a quick note here before we get into the episode But if you don't want to hear me talking shite, just uh, skip to like the 8 minute mark-ish And uh, that should get you right into the actual episode But anyway, uh, so as many of you know, or any long time listeners know We've been recording remotely for the last two years and with that comes uh, a lot of uh, sound issues. I've found myself spending, I would say probably like three times, uh, three times more time. Look, it's Christmas Eve. I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've found myself spending a lot more time editing the podcasts and trying to fix up audio the last two years. Uh, some are fine. Some are really bad. Uh, the episode you're about to hear was an absolute fucking disaster I haven't actually done a lot of editing on the episode I've mainly tried to fix the audio so you'll even hear the moment where I realize there's an audio issue for some reason my levels were just I, I had my my levels were set low but like the, the service we use was just picking it up uh, really really loudly everything was uh, peaking and when I listened back afterwards like I just sounded like uh a distortion pedal had been hit Shane's levels were higher than they should have been not as bad but it was unlistenable and uh I've spent the last like two weeks every few days I'll work away on it and it's it sounds fine actually not fine but it sounds good like a lot of people listening will be like oh yeah no I didn't really notice anything you probably will though there's some moments where you'll hear um a fuzzy kind of sound anything anytime we get too loud essentially You'll hear that sort of distorted audio, uh, but it was was much worse originally. I've brought it down to uh, what I could and like manually went in and fixed up some stuff. But there is just, yeah, there is just some problems. It's picking up everything, like every time we fucking take a deep breath it uh the audio peaks, and you hear it, maybe it's probably not as bad now. I spent enough time on it that like I'm still thinking about the original version and making apologies for that, but it's probably a good bit better now that this is unnecessary, but I do just want to put this warning in for like you know new listeners that uh, we shouldn't always sound as shit as this uh episode makes us sound. You know we have good mics now we 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 won we won a road podcast award well runners up really but you know uh, so we got good mics we already had pretty good mics but we got better mics where was I going with that I think I just wanted to brag but yeah I just want to put the that uh caveat in there that this episode took some work and maybe you'll feel sorry for me then and uh rate us on spotify because they just added a rating (laughs) uh i don't know what i'm saying here but but seriously do 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 that uh if you listen to us on spotify if you are listening to me talk on spotify now take out your phone and uh click our name at the top to go to our main page on Spotify and underneath us, beside where you see genre, where for some reason it says we're a science podcast, uh, there should be a star rating. Now click that and give us five stars, please, please, please. That'd be awesome. But uh, anyway, other than that, there's not much else to say. Uh, This episode should have been out ages ago because, you know, the Matrix, the new Matrix movie is just coming out and the idea was to like feed off the... uh, the attention that scan, you know, work with the SEO. Uh, it's already out now. So I've probably missed that uh, opportunity or maybe not, you know, maybe it's better. I don't know. Either way, it's a Christmas miracle that I actually got this episode finished. Also, we done a Ghostbusters episode that had the same problems. That actually had more problems because we had to stop and start recording again. And it turned out that our last uh, recording uh, the last track we recorded, the ending of the episode essentially, the last like 20 minutes, uh, just didn't record. Uh, so we didn't have an ending for the episode and we never actually got into the survival stuff. So it's a, an incomplete episode. So I'm going to just put that up on Patreon. Obviously that also was meant to come out when the new Ghostbusters movie came out. Uh, but that failed uh, particularly bad. So uh, yeah, that's just going to be a Patreon exclusive because that's how that's how we work with, with our Patreon. We, uh, we give you the scraps. If that didn't sell you on signing up to our Patreon, I don't know what will. But uh, yeah, check the links in the description if you want to check that out. Uh, so yeah, this is obviously our last episode for the year. Not really sure what else to say. It's actually been quite a good year for the podcast in a way. Uh, our downloads kind of did take a nosedive thanks to the pandemic to the pandemic but we also got a bit of attention we 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 won an uh or kind of won a we kind of won an award and we got uh you know we got mentioned in a screen rant article as the seventh best podcast to listen to after you've binged watched survivor uh so that's pretty good i mean that'll go on my headstone <laughs> here lies johnny host of the seventh best podcast to listen to after you've binged watched survivor rolls right off the tongue Uh, but yeah it's been a good year regarding the podcast Uh, personally the year's been shit but yeah we'll be back next year I have some good ideas for next year we're still going to do tape cast and all that I am hoping that we never need to record a remote episode ever again I, I don't think we need to at this point I don't know why we still are you know we got our vaxes all that but we'll figure something out to do it better. I, I definitely need to figure something out because I can't uh, continue to do the amount of work I have been needing to do on these episodes because it's, it's practically like a, not even a part-time job. It's becoming a full-time job. But even a part-time job that you're not being paid for uh, is, <laughs> is a bit much. Uh, so we'll need to sort something out. Uh, there's probably going to be a few more remote recordings especially at the moment because fucking this new variant of coronavirus is running pretty rampant Uh, so I imagine we're looking at more severe lockdowns after Christmas I'm not actually even home for Christmas this year because of, of the old Rona I don't have it but I'm a close contact so I gotta isolate or whatever and yeah I just there's probably gonna be a bit more of it after the next few months so we we will probably still be recording remotely through january february anyway uh but hopefully by then it'll be over and we can just go back to recording in person because i don't really want to do it uh remotely anymore i think it's uh in person or not for me at this point point. Uh, and we need to record tape casts, so we need to meet up to do that anyway so that's definitely going to happen and uh yeah i've been talking shit for a while now Uh, i am literally just recording this intro at 11 o'clock on christmas eve maybe i'm just looking for company but yeah so i'll leave it there uh i think that's all the important details this is a really fun episode i loved it i'm glad i was able to save it because i think it's definitely one of the best ones we've done since we've been recording remotely It feels like an older episode Uh, I kind of just wish we'd done it in person I think it'd have been uh, so much better But yeah, so I'll stop talking shit. And uh, yeah Enjoy and have a very Merry Christmas Have a Matrix Christmas Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survive the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week, this is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland and see how deep the rabbit hole goes. That was a long intro. That was really long. And we're doing Alice in Wonderland. I was also, my other option for the intro was to go, and this week I ask, have you ever had a dream, Shane? But then instead of actually continuing Morpheus's line, I just go into, you know, that meme of the kid on like, he's like doing a Disney channel thing. And he's like, have you ever had a dream where the dream, and then, uh, and he just forgets what he's trying to say and he just <laughs> stumbles over his words. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I need to look that oh, up. Oh, it's brilliant. I'll send it to you. And at the end of it, he just gives this really like a uh, smug smile as if he nailed it. <laughs> he, <laughs> but he's just talked absolute shite. It's like, first try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing the, the Matrix this week because it, it, there's a new one coming out. Yeah. Could be out by the time this episode goes up. That will all depend on whether the audio works or not i can already see the levels are really high so probably oh, gonna yeah. require a lot of your, le- your levels look crazy yeah yeah Yet my uh, mic is lower than yours yeah that's weird he said okay yeah. to me yeah, yeah it, uh, it's just weird yeah. um but yeah the matrix i can't even remember the name of the new one it's uh, resurgence. a resurgence generic title is it resurgence it's Resurgence, or Retribution, or Resurrection, or... or, or, or
1: revitalization.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Matrix Revitalization.
2: <laughs> That's really That's the worst
0: name ever. Uh, I think it is a- Resurrections. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we're doing the first one, The Matrix, from 1999. Starring Keanu Reeves, directed by the Wachowskis. Uh, who else in it? Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie-Anne Moss. Uh, pretty, uh pretty certain everybody listening will have seen it so we don't need to go into the plot too much
1: oh it is resurrections you're correct sorry that was annoying i had to know i had to know (laughs) um
0: yeah i think we'll get into the film right away. i do have some bunker keeping but i might keep that till the end because uh we tend to go too long with that and i think it's best to just get right into the film Uh, so that you would watch this Yesterday or today you finished it? Maybe you watched it. Yeah, I finished. Sentence, I, had,
1: I had, I had, I had a, a half an hour left in it and watched it today. We'll have my lunch. Um, it's a, it's because it's just over two hours, like two fifteen, but it's a fast two fifteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it moves pretty. Yeah, at a breeze, kind of. Yeah. So was that the first time you've seen it? In how long?
1: I have no idea. I felt like I'd watched it more recently, but I don't think I have. <laughs> right. I I used to have, I had The Matrix on VHS um, and I, I saw that film in the cinema and thought it was the best film ever back in 1999. I oh got it on VHS the following Christmas. And... Um, at the end of that video was this like half hour making of documentary, and I probably watched that movie once a week and the documentary for like six months because <laughs> I thought it was the coolest movie in the world. And then I watched it this week and thought, man, this is sorry. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it held up really well. I don't know. I really it was, liked it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good movie, but uh, I didn't I have that. Held up better than most films from,
0: the, from its era. Oh, definitely. I think it was really what really helps it is that it's um it's not it doesn't date at all because they didn't really set it in 1999 other than like the nokia flip phone is the only thing that kind of gives away when it was made
1: yeah and it's funny because watching it what 22 years later then it just adds to the whole point of that it's this simulated world like it and it's set because they built the world at that time period or set in that time period and stuff so just kind of works for it it's,
0: but i bet you if you go back and watch like i trying to think something a bit later iron man from what's 2007 2008 yeah <laughs> i bet you that's more typical of a 2008 movie than matrix is than the matrix is of
1: a as a 2000 or well, however 1999 99. movie oh definitely there was nothing like that in 1999
0: that's but i don't even mean nothing like i just mean in terms of how they date how yeah. you, know, you can just pinpoint the era they were made in like the clone because like the matrix i don't even know what city it's actually set in it's probably meant to be la but i don't know if they ever say it's just the city
1: yeah i don't know yeah because it's, it's
0: it's more it's like it, seven is a good example like seven you could never watch in seven now the brad piff film with kevin spacey yeah unfortunately um <laughs> you can never really tell when that film Was made or set like it has a timeless quality because it's not really set in a real place. No, and isn't it like set in Gotham and stuff as well? Like it's (laughs) well, yeah. Like everybody in Seven, everybody wears, everybody on the street has a black umbrella for some reason, even though that would never happen in real life. And they all are wearing black suits, and it's just to so you can't really tell where it's meant to be set. It's meant to be everywhere and a city anywhere kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the Matrix has that feeling. But which makes perfect sense in the Matrix because it's
1: a simulated yeah. reality. So, yeah, it's um, I don't know in a lot of ways it really stood up. I think the big, probably the big disappointment for me was the big, uh, the big lobby scene because that type of action and fighting and stuff has just become so commonplace in movies over the last twenty years that it didn't seem as impressive as I remembered it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, was, yeah. Um, It's still done so much better than so many others, though. Like compared to, I'm trying to think of what else came out around that era, like that Daredevil movie and stuff. They kind of do a bit of that.
1: And then there's Equilibrium is a few years later, which has kind of ripped it off a bit.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I thought it held up really well. Uh, And the idea is just fantastic. Uh, I am sure everybody listening has seen it. But just to refresh people's memory, in case you haven't seen it in a while, uh, the film's plot uh, is... So, Neil, Thomas A. Anderson, Jan Reeves character, is uh, a computer programmer by day, hacker by night, and he's always had questions about his reality. It's never explicitly said that he believed he was in a simulation to begin with. Yeah. He, he questions his reality. And... One night, he meets a mysterious stranger played by Carrie Ann Moss, who leads him to a I guess an a underground rebel group.
1: Yeah, and well, he a known terrorist and very much in the vein of like a cult leader. <laughs> it's kind of funny.
0: yeah. And uh, so, with this group, he discovers that uh, yeah, he he, he isn't really living in the real world and the truth is even beyond his imagination. Yeah. And he's actually been living in a a deceptive world run by an evil cyber intelligence. So he joins this uh, rebel group led by Morpheus uh, to battle and destroy the illusion enslaving humanity, all the while trying to evade the agents, which is a a program that uh, serves as the Matrix guardians, essentially, to protect them from... To protect it from being revealed to people yeah, in it. Essentially. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting like my uh, levels are so fucking high here. It's crazy looking. I'm looking at the bars coming up there. like
1: It looks, yeah, like, like, that's you're, going it looks to... like you're clipping on everything. Like.
0: Yeah, I'm set to one now and it's still doing it. So it's a Zencaster problem. That is so strange. We're going to have to stop recording. I'm going to have to listen back because there's no point yeah, in yeah. continuing if that's just going to be destroyed. No, no, absolutely. Okay, how's it looking now?
1: still the same oh yeah you are yeah i'm set to two. like i can't go lower than you that you can't go lower than that that's silly yeah. yours looks a little bit better it's not as because it's clipping at the top uh we'll go with it anyway
0: we'll just keep this episode short so as if yeah. it does fuck up we haven't completely yeah right i can't remember where we finish So Neo Neo joins uh, rebel warrior Morpheus, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, him and the rebel forces have a battle against the uh, cybernetic being that's enslaved humanity, all the while trying to evade the agents, which are a computer program that serves as protectors of the Matrix itself to uh, keep the illusion in place. Which is a great like, and the, the agents are fucking fantastic villains because I when I originally seen oh, the God. Matrix, I didn't even understand what they were.
1: <laughs> I know, me neither.
0: Yeah, yeah. It just I didn't get. But I was like, "What's a program?" <laughs> I think most people didn't. Like most people when the Matrix came out, didn't have a clue what was going on.
1: No, <laughs> that that was uh, probably that was the big thing watching it twenty years later, and um, computers are so much more a part of our lives and all that kind of stuff it was just. There was nothing I didn't understand. Like yeah. it was really easy to follow.
0: <laughs> even because I watched it, like I actually watched The Matrix a few, like maybe two months ago, because we were going to do this ages ago. So I watched the trilogy, yeah. oh, and like it so. gets so much more elaborate as the films go on. But even now, you're watching them, you're like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. I know. I was imagine of- Smith become he's a virus by the second movie.
1: Yeah, because he's like killed he even turns. Of his- up, sorry, he's kind of killed or at least kind of vaporized or dismantled her or something at the end of this so pretty mm. back.
0: but he's even trying to like he's trying to destroy the matrix
1: yeah which is a sequel which is completely against his own programming which was to protect it yeah yeah but he's a virus then so yeah but i love the idea of like
0: a physical seeing a virus in a <laughs> <Yeah>. simulation <laughs> so. uh, but yeah like the the film was a pretty fucking uh, cultural phenomenon i guess
1: it um, I, I have to. I think it changed the film industry forever completely. Like, okay, everybody got hung up on the whole like bullet time stuff, which was the whole the camera that moves around them while they're moving and stuff. Like that. But that's not even the most impressive thing about this. It's just how I suppose how stylized it was, and it just took choreography to a different level, and and things of like that. You know what I mean? It just it's a very different type of film with it in terms of action scenes and how to shoot films it just evolved stuff
0: but well, essentially also just did like what Quentin Tarantino did where it just uh brought in Hong Kong yeah stunt coordinators <laughs> and the Hong Kong style of filmmaking and just done it in America and I was like here's yeah. something
1: new but it's not it's new because it's America it's in America yeah you've never seen it which is good like that's yeah know, they mainstreamed it like
0: yeah yeah and then it became, like, uh, a source of parody for, like, way too long. Like, I remember, like, oh. seeing, like, scary movie parody in it, like, in 2006. You're like, this, yeah. uh, this is a seven-year-old movie,
1: guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the reference is so old. You're yeah. Taking the piss out of it. Like,
0: <laughs> you still see a pop-up. You still see people, like, parody yeah. the bullet-time effect. You're like,
1: lads, this is... <laughs> this is way out there. It's like nobody gets that reference anymore cuz
0: <laughs> like I don't think even like the new Matrix movie would even do
1: it. I'd be very surprised if they did.
0: But so watching The Matrix was this the first time you uh came across the idea of simulation theory or that we are living in a simulation or that you could be living in a simulation?
1: Um I'm trying to think. I don't know. like it's kind of yes um definitely from the idea that the lives we are living could be a simulation yeah i think so
0: this was the first time that
1: yeah i'm trying to think was there was there like an outer limits episode or is there a kind of a star trek episode of something similar you know that kind of way um
0: well there probably would have been but i guess for people that because like a lot of people would just watch the matrix it's just that it's just a fun sci-fi movie and they probably haven't taught or maybe aren't aware that it is like a genuine theory or hypothesis Mm. that exists but it is essentially just a proposal that all of our existence uh is just an artificial simulation not unlike a computer game or any of the other simulations that we've created ourselves whether it's fucking like flight simulators or weather forecasting systems the you know, the computer models they use for car crashes to see how, like, what (laughs) what would be the result of a pileup on this freeway. Uh, The theory is essentially that we are just living in a a very advanced version of one of them. And we could never actually know we are <laughs> yeah and now in the matrix neo and others were in this were in the simulation they exist in the outside world in what is known as base reality yeah as kind of like practically meat puppets who's like their brain activity just powers their machine overlords but their consciousness is hooked is what's hooked into the simulation but in yeah. the actual simulation theory that is that some believe we might be living in we don't actually exist period we're just code yeah and we would like we're, we're in a computer program there's no we have no physical form in the outside world which in a way is kind of terrifying but yeah. also more comforting that we're not uh if that version's true it means we're not missing out on anything
1: no exactly because we we are conscious because if we are part of a computer system it's unbelievably advanced and we all have what is what we define as consciousness but we all think independently and uh have our own wants and desires and thoughts and inner monologue and all that kind of stuff so it's to us to us we are living you know what i mean that's
0: but i think if if you are just coding a computer you probably you're not really conscious or you may not be really conscious of anything you could just be a program that is programmed to believe you are (laughs) (laughs) well that's (laughs) no no yeah exactly but I just do find the idea of like like I would rather learn I'm a I'm cold in a simulation than learn that I'm just a consciousness being beamed into a simulation, but I'm actually in a fucking massive cave with millions of other people just hooked up to machines that are feeding off me. Because <laughs> yeah. the idea that well the actual my physical form
1: exists in another world where yeah I'm just that a is meat puppet that is more terrifying. What if it's more like? Have you seen the? Um, but that one offers chance of escape, whereas this the, this version doesn't. But sorry, what are um, you gonna ask? Have you seen the Rick and Morty episode where it's there's the video game and it's you live you're living yeah. a guy's life and uh, <laughs> but the whole thing is like is Morty lives for like whatever seventy years in this whole other life and then comes out of it. And he's like w- what what? It's like but he's only he's experienced it all in whatever like an hour. Yeah. And, um, I think that would be even worse what if like like that you get to your 70s and then suddenly you wake up and you're just some 20 year old student who's doing an experiment in college or something?
0: yeah <laughs> but i guess like when we get into we're not going to get right into the scenario yet but we are yeah it's the matrix scenario so i guess for that we would be meat puppets yeah hooked up to a machine the idea that's generally held as what is maybe possible or if not, who you ask maybe likely maybe definite uh is that we're just code in a computer system uh so this was popularized by nick bostrom of oxford in 2003 so like five years after the matrix so it was in the consciousness already but also yeah. every sci-fi writer had talked about it in some form and yeah. even einstein had talked about uh reality being our reality being an illusion. And today, most scientists, or not most, sorry, but half of all scientists today believe that there is at least a 50 50, or that it's just a 50 50 chance whether we are or not.
1: The odds are very high. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's not even um, new to science. The idea that we're in a simulation, they might not have used that word, but it has existed for fucking centuries. Yeah. Like most philosophers have talked about it, a lot of religions. A lot of religions are entirely based on the idea that this is a simulation, particularly Hinduism. Really? Yeah, Hinduism, like the entire concept of Hinduism, is that Maya is the like that's our world. Maya refers to like the limit, the limited physical form uh, of a oh, human. Okay, yeah, and reality, your reality is just created by a god that your consciousness is like stuck in, yeah. and who. I guess it's almost like their, their version of going to heaven is going to the Brahmin, which is the highest form of spiritual reality. That's kind (laughs) of cool. That's probably not a good explanation of it, but there's a whole thing that, um, oh, I did, I think I wrote this down. I thought I'd remember it, but so, you know, um, especially in the last like two years, people keep making the joke that, uh, oh, the simulation is going crazy. Yeah. yeah, Because of all the crazy shit that's happening. The idea being that, like,
1: there's kind of too much stuff going on in the world, therefore it must be a simulation. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's the whole thing of it, it has to be written by somebody. It's too, it's too fictional, like, the shit that's going on.
0: Not even that it's too fictional, just too much stuff happening at once. Yeah, yeah. But there's a whole thing in, a, in Hindu scripture that there's a line that that which exists but is constantly changing is thus spiritually unreal meaning that if you notice like drastic changes in your world your world just can't be real wow it's essentially their version of saying there's just too much if there's too much shit going on you're living in a simulation (laughs) yeah and it sounds silly but if you think about it it's kind of like how would you say it we haven't been on earth very long humans (laughs) that is yeah but we've, like, our entire world has changed so much since we've been here. Not even like human, but just we as in you and I. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's crazy. But also all of humanity. Like, if you look at every other species that has ever lived on Earth, with the exception of the last generation of dinosaurs, they went their entire life without noticing any change in the world around them
1: yeah that's true actually yeah, that's a really good way of putting it
0: like they did they, they, the, the way the world operated the day they took their first breath was the same the day they took their last the only difference is they were older but the world was the exact same whereas like yeah. if you were born in 1985 it's a and you're still alive today and you're only like 36 you're yeah. in a totally different environment wait that's me <laughs> <laughs> think about that though like yeah and we've only been how long is how long have we been here I was going to say since about quarter to ten, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've been it basically the blink of an eye in yeah. terms of how long the world has existed. Oh, like sorry. and we've lived through like epidemics,
1: pandemics, climate crisis, wars, famines. It's crazy. Like I, I even just think of like the the vast difference of like the world my my father grew up in compared to his father. There wasn't as big. a gap of change as there was but in the lifetime of my from me to my father you know what I mean it's crazy but then you think
0: but the gap between yeah maybe not but the the gap between the gap between your grandfather and your great-great-grandfather was probably a similar change because yeah. one of them would have grew up grown up in a world where like fucking the mobile wasn't even common
1: yeah no exactly yeah they didn't have electricity like <laughs>
0: like i would say going from a fucking horse and cart to the automobile is probably a bigger leap than going from no mobile phone to a mobile phone
1: i suppose yeah it probably changed the world more yeah. An automobiles different. and even like
0: like and prior to that like his great-great-grandfather like the printing press which is the biggest like going from no printed word and most people in the world like if if you weren't royalty you weren't able to read to go to everybody has access to books from around the world that's probably (laughs) a bigger leap than going from no internet to the internet
1: yeah that's true actually it's just the amazing it's hard to believe but no yeah but the amount of information we have is so much more vast but it's the fact yeah the fact that they went from nothing having books yeah. you know is a huge. yeah thing we're here.
0: just going from nothing to something kind of
1: yeah exactly where we've gone to a different version of that thing where they went from nothing to something yeah 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 it's, 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 good. it's, it's like the last 500 years have been crazy for human civilization then the last 100 have been insane <laughs> and the last 20 have been off the charts
0: <laughs> yeah and the point being and then but the the Four hundred million
1: years before that, were the same for four hundred yeah. million years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And compared to any other species, we've impacted, like we've changed the shape of the Earth. We've affected so much, like through whatever mining and cutting down forests and farming and everything. Like we've changed the landscape more than any other animal yeah, could have. Yeah. And to the point where it's even changed for animals.
0: Yeah. But now none of that proves we're living in a simulation but does prove that what we perceive as being normal is totally meaningless because (laughs) our existence hasn't followed any normal course compared to the the millions of years the earth has existed yeah it's crazy there's actually i think in 28 days later there's a scene where they kind of talk something about they're talking about the, the zombie invasion or whatever and one of the characters says something about like will 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 things ever get back to normal? And it, another character makes the point. It's like, well, technically this is a return to normality. <laughs> Us yeah. being wiped out would
1: be a return to normality. Yeah. If we ever existed at all, Johnny. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Maybe the, the reason the four hundred million years that predate humanity was like the same thing for those entire 400 years is because the simulation just didn't really need to implant much of a history because it was so long ago so it's like ah we don't need to focus on that
1: because that was one of the first um, first documentary i saw which was probably not long after the matrix came out and it was talking about simulation theory and the whole idea with time travel and <clears throat> it was speculating that the truest way time travel could actually exist was in a simulation and so if you could create a computer that was that advanced, that you could essentially have all of history recorded in the computer. So you could, like a timeline in a, in a music track or in a movie, you could just fast forward and rewind to the point you want to go to or like observe. And, uh, and that would be the reason for creating such a simulation. So, that, so we're just living out the program so observers can see what happened in 2021 or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously, for us, it doesn't affect. We're not going to experience any time shifts or anything like that uh, because it's it's a simulation that is four hundred million years long. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool idea. Rather than actually having to go back in time, you wouldn't. The whole point is you wouldn't have to because you'd have this computing power where you could just simulate it.
0: Uh, right, right. So I, what I was going to try and get to there by talking about normality, is trying to like yep. define it, and I had a oh, link okay. there, but. I'm not going. to, Let's just pretend I done my my. I linked them together, and I was just going to ask you, like, what would you define reality as? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, that's going in. That's me asking you. That's the podcast Sorry. now. <laughs> what would you define reality as?
1: Um, oh. that's such a hard question. Um, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, well, of, I don't think, I'm, like, it's it's a hard
0: question, but it's not like I don't really expect an answer because I don't think anybody has an answer for it no that's why you could why you can make an argument for simulation theory That it's so hard to define what reality is consciousness is a little easier to define and i guess that's what reality like reality is you being conscious are they the same thing because consciousness is defined as like a state of being aware and responsive that's what consciousness is so it's not just like being able to see because if you tr- if you strap yourself into a VR headset, you can go to the moon, but you're not going to feel like you're on the moon.
1: No, exactly. You need to experience it, I suppose. Yeah, on.
0: and that's what consciousness is being more aware of that you're on the moon.
1: Yeah, everything you see and smell and feel and like it's all it's all your senses. It's more and it's more than that. It's, it's,
0: it's yeah. I guess it. the moon's a bad example because you wouldn't be aware. Like maybe you could trick somebody onto into thinking they're on the moon, but if you a better example would be Alaska. You could never like strap on a VR headset and go to Alaska because if you didn't like feel the chill in the air or smell the fucking salmon in the stream or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you would just know you weren't there. Yeah. So that's more what consciousness is. But then does that mean like, so if you have a, I've talked about this a lot, but so, right, if you have a baby who's born with no, with, with, he's deaf, blind, dumb. Yeah. He's got no sense of smell and he's no sense of taste. Maybe he has a condition where he can't even have a sense of touch. I don't oh, know well. if that's a criteria for a consciousness, though.
1: Yeah. But the child is still conscious. Oh, yeah. But they, he might not know it. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But,
0: but by the definition they give of consciousness, though, he wouldn't be, but it's obviously a conscious.
1: But he, like, you he have no awareness of his surroundings. He's no reference to anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: I don't know if it's possible for a human to be born like that. Just so, And nobody feel too sorry for this uh, <laughs> <yeah>. imaginary baby.
1: This <laughs> hypothetical human.
0: Um, <laughs> but if it could happen, well, no,
1: I'm sure that is possible. Cause oh, now I'm thinking too much about this hypothetical yeah. baby. I feel really bad for it. <laughs> well, I mean, all those conditions exist. So yeah. it is possible to have the full... Should we Google? <laughs> I kind of don't want to. That make me too dependent. <laughs> yes. um,
0: it's like, have you ever heard that Metallica song? One, <laughs> no, it's like a it's a song. It's about a soldier who's uh, blown up by landmines, so he's got no legs, no arms, so he's blinded, he uh, swallowed his tongue during. The, he, he's just <laughs> a complete vegetable stuck inside his mind, and he's trying to communicate with Morris Code to get the doctors to kill him. But I don't understand
1: what he's saying. Uh, it's a grim song, but that's rough. Um, so he's like a potato from Dexter. Um, yeah, yeah, Dorks from from the Dexter books. Oh yeah, that wasn't even the series. <laughs> I forgot that was only the books.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you would describe reality. I think it is the same definition you would give for consciousness. But
1: well, it's it's kind of back to the thing of like you could be within not necessarily even like the matrix that you're a body in a jar. You could just be a brain in a jar that's getting like signals fired at it. And to you, you're experiencing that you're drinking a beer and doing a podcast. You know what I mean? Like you, you're experiencing all the sights and smells and the, the feel of the clothes on your body. You know, you're like, your brain is being told all that. And that's what, that's how exactly we interpret the world is through these brain signals and neurons firing. So that could be stimulated.
0: Yeah, so if you hook this um hypothetical baby up to a VR set that just connects to his brain and he, you give him a reality to live in.
1: Yeah. And he's conscious of this reality you've put him into, then to him that's reality. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's shitty Minecraft pixels to him. <laughs> to him that's the world.
0: Yeah, well have you you ever heard of Plato's uh, allegory of the cave? It's essentially just the original simulation theory he um why is it so it's a it's prisoners they're in a cave they're at the bottom of a cave tied like chained to a wall and a level above them there's a ledge with fire burning and a level above that their, their captives make shadow puppets and the prisoners can't see anything behind them so they live their entire lives chained to a wall and the opposite wall they just see puppets like shadow puppets oh okay and so so that's their entire world and the people give these puppets voices.
1: I don't know what the fuck, why, what, what play oh, I is trying to prove by this. But I, I, only do the other night, I've been working my way through uh, the series Legion, and they did a whole, uh, exploration of exactly that theory of you, right. In the cave, yeah, you, you, to you, your perception of the entire world is this shadow puppets, because you don't know the world outside the cave.
0: Yeah, and it's the same simulation theory, and the idea then being that if one of the prisoners was to break free of his chains, and turn around and see the fire, he'd actually, he'd be so used to seeing the shadow puppets, he'd be blinded by the fire, so he wouldn't even be able to escape. Yeah. <laughs> like, meaning that you were, you you get so used to the reality that you are used to, I guess. You get yeah. so used to the reality you're used to? That's a terrible sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but you want, the, the idea is you wouldn't even be able to break free from the simulation. And then if somebody did, like if a Morpheus character came and freed one of those prisoners... yeah. And brought them to the to the real world, they'd be terrified of it because they wouldn't understand it. Yeah, it's it's beyond It'd be just too different for them. But eventually you would imagine, and this is like I guess Plato's point, eventually they would grow to see that the real world is better, and then they would want to go back and help their friends, their friends that they grew up in the cave with. But when they return, they wouldn't be able to see in the cave anymore. Because it's too Because they'd be Yeah. And therefore, the other prisoners would assume that going into this other world was dangerous because the this guy came back blind.
1: Oh, that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. He came back blind. <laughs> but, it is, but it's but it is like that is kind of the message of the Matrix, too. Yeah. Like that's why they have the blue and the red pill in it, I guess, because so many people are afraid of the truth. Yeah. So would you take the red pill? So we're going on... the this is the movie the matrix so we are me puppets in the outside of the world
1: yeah, yeah, yeah but you don't know that yet i don't know that yet but
0: well hmm see we, yeah we should probably save for the end whether we think we're in a simulation or not yeah, yeah but no, i think given the option i
1: would take yeah i'd take the red pill yeah yeah me too i think i think you've come that far and you want answers you know and also Like, clearly at that point, Neo doesn't quite realize how crazy this shit's about to get. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: But I'm also just very nosy. Like, I always have to know what's actually going on. Like, I won't be able to resist. Even if I was, like, assured that uh, this won't end well for me, I'd be like, yeah, but if there's something secret, if there's something going on that I don't know about, I want to know about it. I know I'm the same. (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, so I'd gladly take the risk.
1: But when you think, like... Think of it in in the world we know that if someone is just like, "I'm going to completely blow your reality and all that kind of stuff," you just think they're some guy who's done too many mushrooms, or you know what I mean? Like you just yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. You'd be like, "Okay, I'm I'm curious." Yeah, but not if they're wearing sunglasses that stay on their
0: head without having actual frames attached to their ears. <laughs> they have. Then you know that's a pretty nose. trustworthy. Sorry. But this these clips they clip to his nose. As a as a person who wears glasses, that that doesn't work. Yeah. That's that's magic. <laughs> Especially not like when you're fighting agents. Ah oh, yeah. But I guess it's cut it they're they they're using cheat codes. <laughs> well, that's something I love. Well, no, we'll get into that. But I do just love the fact of how they work in like essentially using cheat codes within the Matrix and that's how they can fly in shit. Like it's yeah, just such
1: a cool concept. It's really cool. Yeah. But
0: I would take the red pill, I think. I think, do you think most people would? Most people are naturally curious.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. if it's
0: presented the way it's presented by Morpheus in the movie, I think most people take it.
1: I think if they, if they know what's coming, probably not. But. No, but yeah, there's a reason that movie um, appealed to such a mass audience and why people became why it became such a popular movie is because everybody sees themselves as well i'd take the red pill i'd see what was going on. yeah i don't yeah. know what's going on do you find it funny that being red pilled
0: has become like like that's online slang and terminology for like people moving to the to the far right i guess <laughs> not the far right but for more like based like conservative sort of oh yeah views is being called oh like i got red pilled (laughs) but it comes from a movie that's directed by two people who became trans (laughs) or were trans transition
1: Uh, since
0: yeah Uh, yeah transition since and that like a lot of people see the film as actually like an (laughs) allegory for transitioning and stuff yeah Uh, but it's held up by it's just it's such a weird like mixed well, you know it, <laughs> unites, it unites everybody i guess that's the that's the message i
1: yeah i think everybody finds something they like and stuff like that you know what i mean it's uh it's it's, one it's of the, kind
0: of like what you've told me about like you know you're a big star trek
1: fan i was just like, about to um, say that <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah well then you tell us
1: so I, yeah i find it so weird when i meet a uh, like a really religious right-wing star trek fan i just can't understand like the, and you've met a lot of them <laughs> yeah like I, one of our like because uh, we i've run like star trek events where we've brought actors over and had a, like them do into like they do a, like an interview and then q and a's all that kind of stuff and there's one guy who came to loads of stuff and like, he's a Jehovah's witness, like a really dedicated Jehovah's witness. <laughs> and and uh, I just couldn't understand <laughs> that. I was just like, but this, this is a like, this is a whole TV show set in a, essentially a socialist future where religion doesn't exist. And science rules like, yeah, and you don't even believe it. Blood transfusions. Like <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not even a big Star Trek fan, but I'm pretty sure a,
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen an episode of Next Generation where there's like a, a, a villainous cult that is kind of like the Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be misremembering that, yeah. but
1: there's a lot of. No, there'd be a lot of... Um, that's a fan script I wrote myself. There'd be a lot of allegories to that type of religious thinking or like people keeping themselves down for religious reasons or yeah, refusing refusing curable medical treatment based on a belief, you know, and things like that. They, they do I think that that that's more of Yes, yeah. there's some... They land on some planet and there's some... The leader of
0: the cult won't let some girl get a medical treatment that they can offer them for religious reasons. Yeah. Al Picard makes this whole great speech about why it's dumb essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: and it's but it's just one of the things I can't like if every time I come across it I just get I find it mind-boggling yeah just,
0: it just... is weird like you come across that loads with like there's certain like bands especially like there's a lot yeah. of like metal bands whose fan base are like I don't know if it's they're not even political they're just kind of dickheads and have a very like bad attitude yeah but they're like fans of a band that kind of represents like outcasts and not bullying people and stuff, but then their yeah. fan base are the biggest dickheads.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's weird. It's, uh, yeah. Like,
0: a good, like I remember being like at a, a Slipknot concert and like there was like people like just lighting shit on fire and all this. It's like, <laughs> like, But like the... All the members of Slipknot are, like, all lefty environmentalists and stuff.
1: <laughs> and, like, their, their fans are just assholes. It's so strange. Yeah. It's, um, but there's so many people find stuff they like and things. You know, or they associate things. As you were saying, like, being red-pilled is... You're now away. Like, you've realized that, you know, um, u- universal medical care is actually a road to a horrible communist dictatorship or something i don't know but it's
0: it's funny too because the first the first line morpheus says to neo he doesn't actually say it out loud it's written but he 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 sends him a message on his computer and he says wake up neo yeah so the guys who talk about being red-pilled they will complain about people being woke (laughs) but in the matrix being woke is actually being red-pilled yeah you're becoming aware of yeah it's, it's so funny i never even thought about that yeah, they really got mixed up there.
1: <laughs> it's all about you're opening up. You're opening up your mind to new possibilities and different opinions. It's...
0: Yeah. Speaking of opening up your mind to new possibilities. That sounded like a come on, like I was about to reveal something to you.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what you were saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and and I know you want to talk about this, uh, but Nick Bostrom, uh, he, he's the one who kind of proposed. We, we mentioned this at the start. The proposed the uh, a sort of a, a more realistic argument for simulation theory, and in his argument, he uh, came up with the trilemma uh, that doesn't really argue that we're living in a simulation, as many people seem to think it does, but yeah. just that there's. Just that one of three unlikely, seemingly ridiculous, uh, or not ridiculous, but seemingly like uh yeah, we we'll call them ridiculous <laughs> scenarios must be true. If if two if two failed and the other has to be true, you have it as five.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I took some notes. I watched a couple of videos, and then there was one video which was the, I thought felt was kind of simplified it into five. Um, they call it five assumptions, but I could probably skip one or two of them. I don't,
0: you know. Well, um, I don't know how you simplify three assumptions into five, though.
1: But I know, anyway. I know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, so it's kind of it kind of comes from the idea that it's this is where you were saying earlier that it's kind of like half of scientists believe there's a fifty percent chance, and it kind of comes from that is because it? it's it's all about these assumptions, and then a bunch of other scientists have just gone. Yeah, but they're just assumptions. So you're talking at your ass. Um, <laughs> so because it's all based on things that can't be proven or actually known. So, but it, com- it comes from the kind of theory that, um, as as we know it, technology has been evolving exponentially for the last, as we were saying earlier, five hundred years or so, and especially the last hundred years. Um, so then we know eventually that uh, we we as a society, like human beings or perhaps another species out in the galaxy will have computing power to create a perfect real-life simulation. Um, so essentially someday this will happen. And so then how do we know it hasn't already happened and that we're not living in a simulation right now? Um, so then if we look at kind of the road to that type of technology, there's a couple of assumptions. So one is, is it possible to simulate a consciousness? Um and then obviously the, the computing power that's evolved to understand consciousness, how we know it now, and the computations of a human brain to how we observe and feel and all that kind of stuff, the computing power for that doesn't exist. Um, so to simulate the population of the planet now, which is like 7 billion supercomputers, um that we that don't even exist to do one yet so uh, yeah yeah. but it could exist someday so the assumption is that that technology will eventually exist um and then the second point the assumption then is that the technology um we have to assume to get there then that we'll keep progressing at the rate we're at that nothing is going to get in the way of that progression
0: um yeah yeah they will actually get to a point where we will yeah. make simulations,
1: and it assumes that then we we will create it, or that, as I was saying, there's an ancient, there could be an ancient civilization who created these this technology eons ago, and that's what we're experiencing now is the simulation they've created. We just don't know. Um, so I think is this probably those two could be one. You know, to make I know you're saying three to five, whatever. Um,
0: yeah, I think they've added some. That's definitely a far more elaborate version of it because yeah. they've done a thing there where they've added the idea of them needing to simulate the consciousness, which I don't think that's, that's not in his original trilemma because the the idea would be that, well, how you know you're even conscious. Yeah. You could just be a program. Like you might not, it's like when, like, have you ever had a dream where, <laughs> it sounded like I was going to go into that kid thing again, <laughs> but have you ever had a dream where you might, it might be like... You know, you have a dream where myself and yourself are going on an adventure together, but for some reason, Vince Vaughn is playing me in the dream. But you just know it's meant to be me. Yeah, I I know what you mean.
1: I haven't had that specific dream, but I know it.
0: <laughs> I've <laughs> had that dream. I've had the dream where I'm Vince Vaughn. No, but I've had dreams where like there's just somebody else in it who looks completely different than the person that they're meant to be in the dream. But the idea that this is meant to be Shane.
1: It's just there. Yeah, and you know without a doubt that that is me. You know? Yeah. doesn't look like me. doesn't act like me. Right?
0: So like if you're in a simulation, like everything you've done yesterday could just be, a, you could have literally just kept into existence as a program today and everything is just an implanted memory. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly.
1: Um, so then three what? three within oh, this yeah, is, um, so we have to assume that, advanced civilizations wouldn't destroy themselves so this is kind of going to the point that that there's this is part of other theories that there's potentially a point in all civilizations where they reach a point in technology and society where it's inevitable that they'll just destroy themselves whether that's by going having an all-out nuclear war or creating trying to create a new form of propulsion to reach the stars and they accidentally create a black hole and get their planet swallowed up or whatever the whole idea is that um, or just natural disaster eventually kills us that we the point to get to the technology to create a perfect simulation is so far away that it's more likely we'll be destroyed by an asteroid you know what I mean like so this is kind of one kind of way of looking at it Um, and then the next point is like a civilization that could have that technology would be so advanced that they'd essentially have the power of gods with their technology um, and so the whole point is if they have, would they want to create a simulation? Even if they had the power, why would they need to do it or why would they want to do it? And we could never understand such a thing Um we couldn't even understand their way of thinking or why they their wants or desires or anything like that so even if a civilization that advanced exists, maybe the idea of them creating a simulation to them is just ridiculous. Why would they do that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, So that was kind of the example. Then, which is final, the final point, which is point five, which is if there are a lot of simulations, odds are you're probably inside of one. And this comes from the whole idea that um, if they could create a simulation, odds are, why wouldn't they just create hundreds or millions or billions of simulations? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, simulations, and in each of those if is a civilization of billions of minds. Therefore, um, if that's the case, that there is more simulated beings and consciousness in the entire universe than there is organic matter, so odds are you're not organic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you're outnumbered so much that the odds of you being organic are not in your favor.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. A good example there is so you take like an apple seed. Yeah. Like if you have an apple and a seed comes from it, it can plant you, you can plant numerous amount of trees with the seeds from that apple. Yeah. And all those trees will give off hundreds more apples that will all have seeds, and it could go on for years. And if you took the seeds from every apple from all those trees that ever create a new tree and laid them out it'd be impossible to find where the original seed came from <laughs> the original seed would be base reality and every
1: other seed would be some would be the simulation yeah so the odds of you being the original seed are much smaller <laughs> billions to one yeah
0: but i think so, so with the, the the way they added five they essentially what they done they added a the first two you said seem like yeah. they're additions to his trilemma oh yeah and the last three are the actual ones interesting but it's kind of that that's a a more complicated view because his is the way he phrases it is more to like he's trying to frame it to to, to say yeah maybe we are in a simulation yeah because the idea is that the first two are just very unlikely so so the first the way he phrases it is that the first one is that Every human-like civilization in the universe will go extinct before they develop technology capable of creating a simulation. Yeah. That seems very unlikely because yeah. we're very close ourselves as a civilization to having, like we already have versions of simulations. Yeah. We're very close to creating ones that might not be distinguishable from reality. So that first one yeah. seems very unlikely. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah. 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 And so the second one is that if civilization does reach a point where they can create perfect, uh, real life. perfect simulations, that they won't do it. But that's definitely not true because we're trying to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and therefore you're left with the third one, that is if, if we don't go extinct and if we can create simulations, then like what you said, there'd be billions. So therefore we're more likely to be in one. Yeah. so the third option just seems like it it, it,
1: it has to be true yeah, yeah. and that's ah, kind of brain melting when you think yeah. about it so the, i think the thing to take away from that is that he smoked a lot of weed in college well no i was yeah well probably but i was going to say even if we are simulations to us everything is real so that's no reason to just go on a killing spray or kill yourself or anything like that i just just, just want to put that because you
0: still have to you still have to abide by the the rules of the
1: game because the whole point is this is our reality whether it's code or flesh and blood yeah is is irrelevant you know because this is the reality we live in and it has it has rules we have exactly yeah, yeah you know um we have empathy for each other we you know there's whether it's real or not, we feel it, you know, that's
0: there Yeah, well, look, when when, my, when I'm playing Fallout and, and dog meat gets shot, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that in my bones as if it was my real dog. But no, a lot of people, you see, that's it's dangerous a lot. I've been on Reddit fucking forums where people like are obsessed with the idea of being in a simulation and they just can't live with it and it changes yeah. their life and you're like, but, it's no different than if you actually just are religious, because if yeah. if you think that there's an all powerful God that created the universe, it's no different than uh, advanced civilization creating a simulation. Yeah, or it shouldn't just, actually
1: change just, your life that much. It's just some overweight alien who hasn't had a job <laughs> in five years and he's in his basement just playing human beings. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, his his mom's shouting at him to take out the recycling. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But, but so in summary what we're saying is don't uh don't go on a killing spree because you think you're you're in a simulation is that the, that's the main message it. For it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because of something we said is uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh god can you imagine that can you imagine it like <laughs> oh god that's fine though it's fine they'll blame it on video games first yeah true true yeah <laughs> i always remember because i always felt bad when like or marlon Ma- manson yeah but
0: remember when like pewdiepie was blamed for the fucking new zealand the mosque shooting oh like to be like just some rant, like you play video games online and suddenly you're like in the crosshairs because somebody said your name <laughs> fucking hell i don't know how he continued to street i i would have just been like i'm done with the internet
1: yeah i'd um i think that's right cash out and just buy a cabin in the woods <laughs> or well yeah and especially when because he's rich like but yeah
0: but no so so what we're saying really is that uh, if you look at how video games and cgi and graphics have advanced uh in the last few decades yeah. when you when you compare it to the first game you played when i guess what was the first video game you played probably a, a
1: mario game um
0: yeah, it uh, would have been...
1: That. Yeah, yeah, it would have been... Or, or, no, probably even older. Um, I remember... What were the games where you put, like, a cassette tape in and it loaded and then you could even... Commodore play, 64. Yeah, Commodore. I remember playing a Commodore and it was, like, a ninja yeah, game, actually. but it was, like, basically you were just, like, a stick man walking on lines and you had to dodge, like, things that were thrown at you.
0: Actually, I think the first... I played Terminator 2 on the Commodore, but it was it was the cartridge... Game so to have better graphics. Oh yeah, um, those tape games were pretty cool though. Yeah. Amazing that they could put uh, games on a tape.
1: I know, and and then Santa Santa brought me and all my siblings a uh, a Sega Mega Drive, and we got a we got the Aladdin game because the Aladdin movie just came out, that was a pretty cool game at the time. I remember that had crazy graphics for this yeah, time. I played the shit out of that, <laughs> and Sonic then Sega. But but the
0: funny thing is, actually, going by our uh, Spotify stats, half of our listeners, the first game they probably played would have been like Resident Evil, Evil or Tomb Raider on the PS1. All
1: right, okay.
0: And the other half will have probably been fucking Pong in the 1970s. That's so funny. <laughs> Nowhere in between. Yeah, well, there would be a few in between, but a lot of it will be either Pong or Tomb Raider or Resident yeah. Evil. Or some like arcade game but the point is for all of us for you and i talking and almost everybody listening to this if if you went back in time and gave the 10 year old version of them a vr headset and had them play fallout 4 on it <laughs> they they might never come back from it like the shock of seeing yeah. that it advanced that much in the course of 30 years
1: yeah. Would completely break your brain <laughs> to, to uh, just be like this. Would be video games when you're 40. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like,
0: assuming society doesn't uh, or mankind doesn't destroy itself in the next 30 years, I I think it's very possible we'd we'd get to we'll get to the point where we can create completely realistic simulations. Therefore, we're
1: we're most likely in one now. Yeah, because I think like the the assumptions in there i was looking at it it, it was assuming that you could cre- you're you're trying to create full consciousness as we know it but you just have to give the impression of consciousness as we know it. you don't have to actually like as you were saying i could have been created five minutes ago and everything else before that was is an implanted memory you know yeah and, that's, and then
0: you're, you're just following a program then doing what you're meant to do and how how yeah. would you know because this is the thing a lot of people think of simulation when they hear simulation theory and a the simulation they think of the word copy and they're thinking like you know a copy is something that uh shows signs that it's a copy you know like oh, like the classic right. thing like you know if, if you photocopy a photocopy it looks like shit and then you phot- if you keep photocopying yeah, it right, yeah. eventually it's you can't even tell what it's meant to be but a simulation is the opposite because it's created from scratch to represent something real so the further you actually get away from reality the harder it is to tell what's real the harder it is to tell that it's a simulation or a copy I guess in this context so this is gonna sound like a real pedestrian fucking stoner idea, but, <laughs> but I remember I remember saying it to Paul McCann from not another fake newscast in the pub once, and he liked it, and he's a very intelligent guy, so I'll trust him. So I'll just ask you this question. Yeah. How would you describe pro wrestling to somebody who has never seen it before? It's <laughs> <laughs> really
2: funny.
1: I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Do you want me to try and answer this question? Or yeah, yeah, a quick a quick answer. It's a bunch of big Muslim men pretended to fight. <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I would describe it as a simulated combat sport. Right? Okay, yeah. So everybody knows it's fake, but you know, you suspend your disbelief and you just enjoy the show. So when Stone Cold Steve Austin is fighting the rock, neither they're they're not going to hurt each other. They're working yeah. together. It's predetermined. Uh, Austin knows he's going to win. So when he goes for his finishing move and he gets the pop from the audience, it's just for entertainment, right? Yeah. Not to secure victory because they know what's going to happen. Yeah. And all of that is like sealed off in their own little, like they call it kfab That's their world that's protected from the outside world. So we'll yeah. call it base reality. So it's not the kind of simulation we're talking about, but it's a simulated sport. Yeah, yeah. Then you have pro wrestling video games. Now, they follow the exact same style as the simulated sport we see on TV. The match types are the same. The rules are the same. All the same theatrics. But the difference is when Stone Cold Steve Austin goes for a stunner in the game, when you're playing as him, you're no longer going for like a pop from the audience you're actually trying to win the match because you're fighting the computer who's actually trying to beat you
1: yeah yeah. because
0: so it's a real combat (laughs) yeah so you 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 the player are actually fighting an ai inside the game yeah even though it's a simulation of a simulated sport (laughs) it's already a little bit more realistic
1: (laughs) that's that's such a (laughs) mindfuck and it's that's a really good way of looking at it.
0: But then you go a step further. When you pick a match and a wrestler in those games, you get the option to select like player 1 or player 2. You can also just let the CPU play against itself. Yeah. So now you're literally running a computer simulation of a wrestling match, but it's in no way predetermined. And you the viewer who are, who's watching the CPU fight fight itself, you can't you don't know who's going to win. Cuz yeah. it's literally a simulation. It's three steps removed from the world we live in, which is based reality,
1: but it's already more genuine as a competition than what we started with. Wow. That's crazy. And what an amazing idea for a gambling website. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because in bookies, you can actually, you, you can't bet on pro wrestling in bookies because it's predetermined. It yeah. is so easy. Like if you've any inside knowledge of, if you work for WWE you can become a millionaire overnight yeah but you can actually bet on simulated uh Smackdown versus Raw games no way <laughs> yeah because it's says it's a simulation the same way like have you ever been to a bookies? like they run like 3d simulations of like a uh, horse racing and shit
1: I do not know they do that now Jeez. yeah I haven't been to one since uh yeah and it was real horses we were always betting on that's a long time ago. They, they still do the real horses, ago. but
0: yeah, they have the simulated ones, but they actually, some of them will will use the WWE games with the uh, just the CPU fighting itself, and you can
1: bet on it. Cause because it's actually... Because you can do that in those games, so why not? That's crazy. It, it's, it's
0: a weird uh, example because the Rock and
1: Stone Cold aren't
0: conscious in that game, but they're a program uh, doing what they're designed to do,
1: so... Which is counter each other's moves and try and win. Yeah,
0: yeah, but and it's more more real than what we started with. Like, if if they were conscious in that game, they'd have no way. Like, can you like
1: (laughs) is this is this your theory? Yeah, yeah. You need to write a thesis on this. This.
0: Yeah, me me and Paul McCann were talking one night in the pub, before we recorded the Predator episode, actually. We just went to the pub and we started talking about simulation theory and I just started spewing shite about this and I didn't know what I was talking about. And he liked it, so I was like, oh, hey, I must remember that for when we do a Matrix podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I guess it's just like, yeah, I I think that's good. It shows how uh, an artificially designed world could be mistaken for reality. Absolutely. Uh, Cause can you imagine like like let's say they're like the Stone Cold Steve Austin character in that game is in some way conscious and you get into the game and you try to explain to him or oh, you realise you're actually a simulation of a simulation of our world where your sport isn't even real <laughs> and you're an actor. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's, um, that's almost like um last action hero when uh, <laughs> he comes into our world and he doesn't like He's, the kids constantly trying to explain to him that he's not the character. He's like yeah, he's, he's made, the made by an actor that. and all. Like, it's that's exactly the kind of like the, none of them can understand that. And then and like there's a, the one scene I remember is brilliant in the Last Action Hero is the villain who's um your man the Lannister uh, in Game of Thrones. Oh and, yeah, he's fantastic. And, um, What's his name? He's um, Charles Dance. Yeah. He kills a man on the street in like in L- in L A is it or in New York? I think it's New York. I think it's New York. And he's just like, "Doesn't anyone notice? I just killed this man." And some just opens the window and goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "What is this world like?" because 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 he he lives in a world where when he shoots someone in the street, he gets four stars like like in GTA yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's, or a <laughs> hero tries to stop him yeah exactly Like,
0: yeah. there's another great scene where he sees a mugging and I think maybe the muggers kill a man and they just go take his shoes take his shoes and Charles Dance is like take his shoes and he's like disgusted that somebody would be mugged for their shoes
1: because yeah. <laughs> that level of poverty doesn't exist in his fictional world
0: yeah it, actually thinking about the 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 wrestling thing as well I do remember one of those wrestler wrestling games I played as a kid in the story mode see like you, you know you, you create your own character and you have to like rise up the ranks oh yeah one of the one of the uh, storylines was that you're put into like a triple threat match and whoever wins is put on the cover of the new video game release like as part of the storyline so technically even within that video game there's a video game there's a video game yeah <laughs> Wow. Uh obviously there's not really there's no simulation of the game within it, but <laughs> that's pure stoner talk, but okay.
1: Can you just imagine that like the wrestlers in SmackDown and they come off the stage and then they go home to their female wrestler wives <laughs> and and then they've like little wrestler kids. You know, like it's because of what was it, Kfab? Is that the
0: k-fab yeah, yeah.
1: but, but they're completely reality is the k-fab world where
0: yeah so in in the in the video game version of the yeah in the video game version of wrestling so the undertaker would actually be like a sinister demonic force who lives in the desert
1: he's not like yeah the guy from texas who plays him because <laughs> no, there, there's no there is no k-fab there's just the yeah, world, yeah you know? and uh, <laughs> that's funny, uh, but I, 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 you know how like uh, does that? Did mean, you ever play like? I mean, um, does that mean Cactus Jack and um, fuck what's his name? Dude,
0: Love and Mankind are all separate
1: people. They're <laughs> three individual people <laughs> yeah. um, who just happen to kind of look like each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's, uh, then you get into interesting territory because, like, you know. <laughs> I think it's something like 20, 20% of wrestlers die before they're 60, <laughs> but then like the game versions are all still alive. Whoa. <laughs> ah, that got grim really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the real world of wrestling could uh, get be grimmer than talking about the hypothetical deaf, dumb, blind, senseless baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> senseless just saying the word sentence me just implies
0: like, <laughs> You could call him stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's Donny, he's not stupid. He just doesn't know any better.
0: <laughs>
1: but he literally doesn't because nice. he's is he
0: conscious? Who knows? Uh where are we going with this? Uh so I guess we should probably like so re- you kinda of touched on this when you were talking about the five uh assumptions. Well I was gone. Yeah, five assumptions. I was going to say it. the five trilemmas. That wouldn't make <laughs> sense. Uh, but the idea of why we would be in a simulation, uh, you mentioned, or, or did you 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 did you mention why we would be? You said something about running one f- to see how your ancestors?
1: Oh, sorry, yeah, that was earlier. It was kind of, the yeah, I remember seeing a documentary years ago and it was talking about that before we could crack the technology to warp time space, we'd have this technology to create simulations. So that in itself would be better than time travel, and kind
0: of. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's one of the the main theories of why we would be in a simulation that it's actually like our future, the future of our civilization is curious to see how their predecessors lived. So they're running yeah. a simulation, yeah. So it's actually the year like seventeen thousand. And they're curious to see how people lived in 2021. So yeah. they're run running a
1: simulation. Fifteen thousand years from now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and odds are they would run millions of those simulations which have billions of people in them. So therefore odds are you're one of them and not a real person.
0: But then I guess the, the big question people have they're kinda of to ask, like, well, I guess proof that we're not in a simulation is that I just realized we're not even talking about the matrix movie anymore. I know. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the, big question would be that if we're living in a, in a, in a sim, I'm just going to say sim now because I keep mispronouncing simulation. <laughs> <laughs> we both do. It's yeah. just, we've said it so much. It stopped making sense. Uh, They'd ask, well, if, if you're living in a sim and you're uh, a piece of code and you're programmed to live out your life so this future civilization can observe you, then uh, wouldn't they program you not to ask questions about it?
1: That's a very good point, but they want to simulate human history accurately and it's human nature to question your surroundings and your reality. So,
0: And this is why I believe The Matrix, the movie The Matrix, exists. Because if I was going to program a, a, a sim yeah. and I didn't want people to ask too many questions yeah. or, or figure it out, I'd program in a movie franchise with Keanu Reeves. And that way, when anybody asks any questions, everybody'd be just like, oh, you're just fucking saying that because that movie came out a few years ago. Yeah.
1: And you'd sound crazy. With, without affecting the course of human history.
0: Yeah. But which also I think is from going by the trailer for the new Matrix film, I think that's actually the plot.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it is.
0: It, re- it looks like the Matrix movies exist in the new Matrix universe.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's, he's, he's still Thomas Anderson, but I think it's Thomas Anderson wrote the Matrix. The Matrix, he's, yeah. He's, or he directed them, not the Wachowskis. And it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like that's. I think that's what
0: they're going Which for. I think I, I think is a, an interesting
1: idea. It's a cool idea. I would go. I would just go full fucking madness with it and just have him play Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go that far. If just I have everyone refer to him as Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just it
0: gets. It might get a bit too. It might be a bit too last action heroish. Then yeah, maybe. Yeah. Why do you think they're going that route? Uh, And I think that's clever because that would that kind of makes sense. Like if you were to program a simulation, program put in a
1: movie about simulation theory, putting in plausible deniability. (laughs) Yeah, um, so should we jump back to the Matrix a little bit for a few minutes to finish up because we've gone good bit there
0: uh, yeah we probably should uh but i think we've already kind of like solved one of the big questions of it which is like the idea of escaping the matrix yeah in the version we're talking about which is like the version many people believe we might actually be living in it is impossible to to escape because we would just be code.
1: yeah we've we're we're closer to to agent smith than we are to uh to neo and morpheus you know yeah yeah and we are
0: being held, like in the Matrix version, we're being held captive by essentially a uh,
1: maybe not an evil AI, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if the AI would be considered evil. It's just it's. Um... benign to well it's definitely not evil
0: because it even they clearly state that one point one version of the matrix was paradise where it tried to create a paradise for humans but we we rejected it like that we could tell that that version wasn't real because everything was too good yeah which i find that's such an interesting concept but like that seems like yeah that probably would (laughs) not work we'd probably be able to tell humans are a miserable bunch we'd know if
1: things were too good exactly well like that an AI wouldn't necessarily be good or evil it would just have it just wanted it would just want to continue its, itself for whatever specific reason it has a purpose yeah but it would do
0: it at all costs like so if it meant if it needed to inflict extreme horrors and torture on mankind to to remain
1: it would do it yeah, yeah. but it doesn't so it hasn't yeah <laughs> sorry but it doesn't have to do that so it hasn't you know what i mean that's the
0: it doesn't but in one version of the like, you learn in the sequel that there's been i think it's seven
1: there's been seven matrices and in one version it was that oh yeah and um that was the thing i love about it is it's like it's near the start when neo first comes out of the matrix and into their base reality and um, morpheus system he thinks he goes you think you came from a, the, the year is 1999 we think it's closer to 2199 or something or 2155 mm-hmm. or something like that and i was kind of looking at it going you're off by at least a thousand years there because <laughs> <laughs> he he's going by the assumption that they're it's it this is the first or second like to him it's been three generations or whatever since the last yeah so it's like, say, his grandfather was alive when the one, the first one, rose up. But actually, it's back about seven or eight generations. Because you know? that's the, yeah, the reality yeah. they've been told is is still a lie. You know like, that it's the war. The machines happened a very long time ago, but they don't realise it. They think it's been yeah, 100 yeah. hundred hundred years, where it's probably been a thousand years.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause, like actually, Morpheus knows so little. You learn later that like he, he's only scraped the surface.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, that's great.
0: Um,
1: this actually,
0: just he just reminded me of something, just speaking about like the AI stuff. Have you heard of uh, Rocco's Basilisk? Uh, it's like a thought experiment somebody pitched on a internet forum a few years ago. No, I haven't heard that. Okay, you'll love this, but I kind of have to put a warning here. First of all, I don't believe in this, but have you ever heard of an info hazard? No. Sorry. Info hazard is like, a lot of people think that there's certain information that poses a risk just from hearing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you hear an idea, it can cause you harm. Some people get affected by it. Like they might hear a certain thought experiment and they overthink it and a fuck it. Like i've read stuff on the internet that it's been they've been linked to suicides and shit i'm not sure how much i believe in it but for people to think that that's a real thing skip ahead three minutes <laughs> well for, are you okay with me uh telling you about an info hazard yeah this might doom you just to warn you okay you okay with that? Yeah, could be our last episode. Okay. You you consent? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's this the, the user was named Rocco, or Rocco. That's why it's called it. So, hang on, hang on. Are you okay? Unfortunately, I'm already doomed. No, actually, you, I can save us by the end of it. I can save us. So uh, the user was named Rocco. And the basilisk is, well, I'll explain why it's called the basilisk. So, for this thought experiment, the assumption is that the singularity will happen and we will eventually create an all powerful AI for optimization. Pretty simple. We probably will. So, the AI known, we'll call him the basilisk. This is what he called him. Uh, will therefore decide that the best way to optimize the world will be to reward those that helped bring it into existence and punish those who prevented it, even going as far as to using all its knowledge as practically a god to to bring back the dead, recreate them atom by atom, all the people that prevented its birth and just uh, expose them to an, an eternity of torture okay so have you realized why it's an uh, info hazard no because now that you know about it yeah you have to make the choice whether you're going to help bring it into existence
1: <laughs> or stop it that's brilliant yeah
0: yeah <laughs> That's- i think that's a, i think it's a really cool well not cool it's kind of terrifying if you think too much about it but oh, yeah.
1: because you now know it,
0: you- once you know you have to make the choice yeah, yeah like it might it might leave the people who were ignorant to fend for themselves but it's going to reward the people that helped and it's going <laughs> to punish the people that stood in the way and once you know you have to do one or the other that's really funny and then like of course the idea is that the bas, the like the ai like an ai would never or probably wouldn't be malice it would probably never derive pleasure from just torturing people yeah but the reason it does it is because it knows
1: that that's the only way to ensure its birth (laughs) that's brilliant because it's just it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, basically. It's, uh...
0: Yeah. And for the person that hears the, the info hazard, the best thing to do is to try and help it come into existence. Because uh, yeah. it's, like it's like the question of, like, if God exists and you don't believe in him, you yeah. might go to hell. Or if you do believe in him, you'll go to heaven. But if God doesn't exist and you believe in him, nothing happens. And if you don't believe in him, nothing happens. Yeah. So the best
1: thing to do is just believe in him because then you go to heaven, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's, um, what's this, oh, something's wager. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a load of, um, what's his name, Hitchens, just calling that complete nonsense and bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's
0: nonsense because you can't decide if you believe in something. Like yeah, God,
1: exactly. It's like you can't decide you believe in God. Yeah, It's like we were talking about this um previous episode of the whole idea of um you know marrying a prostitute and then annulling the marriage afterwards and yeah yeah. so so you believe in this really strict god and way of living and you're trying to trick him
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and you don't think that you're going to be the first person he's going to fucking send to the fiery pits of hell like he might forgive the person who slipped up but the person who tried to trick him yeah exactly it's far worse but yeah no the, the wager is bullshit with god but with the Bas with the basilisk arkham's wager that's yeah. it yeah yeah that's it um but with the with the fucking evil ai who's not actually evil he's just trying to ensure his birth uh, it actually makes sense to therefore help him come into existence which is why i've saved us both by uh, putting that info hazard out there to thousands of people (laughs) so so we're safe Ah, so when we're being rewarded in our uh, living like kings in the virtual reality that the basilisk creates for us uh, you've me to tank
1: excellent but it'll be a copy of me that experiences that not actual me so yeah, you'll feel feel like it's you he'll recreate your consciousness also depends on how quickly
0: he comes into existence. Like if he's, if he comes into existence next week, I assume it'll be the actual you for a while. Well, that's true. Yeah. Now, obviously I don't actually believe in any of that just in case anybody thinks I'm serious because a lot of people, have, like, people take it so serious that some people, some people are terrified of it and other people like get really angry at people are terrified of it i just think it's a i just think it's a
1: cool idea next they'll be telling me that Earth is round johnny
0: sorry I, that went off the rails but i had to just get I i had to get that out there for our survival and happiness future for our, <laughs> i literally had to get that out there but that could be the time maybe that's the simulation we're living in as you
1: were saying the info hazard is that you wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it what i can't stop thinking about is those poor wrestlers in the video game <laughs> <laughs> and trying to explain to them that their their reality is more real
0: than the, the, <laughs> but the funny, at, at that point you wouldn't want to explain it to them because you're like well why am i like why would you want to explain because they're living a, a more yeah. i don't want to like offend actual yeah. pro wrestlers but they're they're actually
1: it's, it's a more honest world I yes know, okay. yeah. but no and now i just can't get out of my head the idea that like the video game characters exist behind the the entrance the entrance screen. Like, you know. Oh right. Okay. Just backstage <laughs> just somewhere. About,
0: um I, I was meant to say this earlier when you were talking about that. I have wondered, because like did you did you ever play the Sims when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure most people listening has a good idea of what The Sims is, but it's just a video game where you just fucking you run a simulation and you just like ah have a town and you oversee people and i mainly played sim city but anyway yeah i remember like playing that you'd shut your computer down for the night and then you'd load it up next morning and they would have just been living
1: their lives while you were away yeah because it adjusts for like time
0: yeah yeah and like I stopped playing that game in like 2003 and I'm sure it's on an old computer back home and I just wonder, are my characters still just living their lives? Like if I load that up now, will will like some of them have died of old age?
1: (laughs) like 70 or 18 years later like yeah, so yeah. is it 18 years later for them or does it have a you know
0: like back? when like big like multiplayer servers like online games or when the servers get shut down like do, do the characters within that still exist like you said like the wrestlers behind the curtain they're yeah. just out there in in computer land it sounds like we're idiots now we we don't actually believe in that <laughs> <I> just <know. laughs> those people know
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the whole point is but sim sims actually is a very good example because it's it's written in a way to simulate to you the observer that the characters have been doing something for the 12 hours yeah, your computer yeah. was off so that's back to the whole thing of for all you know you didn't exist five minutes ago you know
0: yeah yeah i see it's the type of stuff that drive you yeah. If you talk about it too much drive, it drive I can see why it drives people fucking mental. Yeah. Cause you always read about like like old like I remember reading like there was a Chinese philosopher who had a dream that he was a butterfly.
1: Oh yeah. That's you know that and then he, That's in Legion as well. It's, it's a lot. Why is Legion? I it's um it's a Fox series that was out a couple of years ago. It's based on Marvel. Um, a Marvel comic legion um, oh
0: it was, it's their version of like Constantine kinda
1: no no he's um, he's basically he's Charles Xavier's son and okay. he's way more powerful so he essentially has the ability he's psychic and, but he has the ability to affect reality but okay. um, and he can astral project and all this kind of stuff but the whole start of it is he's he just thinks he has a mental illness so for the first like six episodes of the first season he's in a mental home and he thinks um he thinks he has uh. like, schizophrenia and stuff and now i'm halfway through season two and it's john ham is like the narrator and they keep doing all these philosophical th- does uh, he know
0: he's Charles his son when like, he's
1: in the mental home Like, no no he doesn't know um, he was like adopted or the kid or something i can't remember because i watched i watched season one like four years ago and then i seen now it's on disney plus so <laughs> right um because it was a fox show but it's very good i think you'd enjoy it it's
0: yeah i might give it a look yeah,
1: it's real mild. but but
0: the finish that the the guy who dreamed dreamt he was a butterfly he walked woke up and then questioned whether he was real or whether he was the butterfly dreaming about being a man and then drove himself crazy thinking about it
1: i mean yeah <laughs> could be but do you ever get that you have a dream that's so real um like that, as you were saying, you, you go on an adventure where it's Finn's Vaughn, but I know it's Johnny. Um, But even in the case of like, it could be something simple of like, you're running away from somebody who's chasing you. And then when you wake up, you spend the next hour kind of looking over your shoulder
0: (laughs) yeah well i think i think the the most the the, are the best example of dreams where you just they feel so real are the ones where you wake up and you're you're fucking raging at the person in your dream for what they did yeah and you can't even remember what they did in your dream you just remember the emotion you had in it
1: yeah because it fizzles away over the like the few minutes as you're waking up yeah
0: yeah the, well, I th- the visual, the, the dream itself fizzles away, but the emotion sometimes lingers for hours. For a lot of the time, it might not even be you're angry. Like I've often had dreams where you're just sad. I I've done something, and I wake up and like, oh jeez, I need I need to fucking apologize to Shane, but I don't even know what I done. Pretty yeah. sure it was a dream, but I feel like he's mad at me. Uh,
1: like I I had a dream a couple of nights ago where a good friend of mine died in the dream and like the whole day afterwards i was really sad about it (laughs) Mm. even though they were still alive in the real world yeah yeah and you knew it but you still had the the emotion i had the the emotion of their loss and i found it really hard like it took me hours to shake that off yeah Yeah, Uh, i've had that i shouldn't have killed them (laughs) that's uh, (laughs) it
0: We've kind of gone off the rails. We didn't really t- talk about surviving the Matrix, but I don't think that was really the point we were no, trying to. It was
1: to, a doorway into simulation theory. Was what we, we, were, were. we were trying
0: to talk? I think yeah. Like normally we're asking the question, "Would we survive?" I think this week we were asking the question, "Are we living in?" So I put it to you: Do you think, Shane, that we are living in the
1: Matrix? Not as depicted in
0: the film. No. <laughs> it's a very good answer
1: not to not hanging your hat on anything i think it's probably 50 50 (laughs) that's i I agree and as i said earlier i think if we are in a simulation to us it is our reality so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that's the yeah, no, that's the big thing. It doesn't matter.
0: I think it only matters if it is actually like the Matrix and we're fucking meat puppets being drained by some cybernetic monster. It, it technically still doesn't matter. Our life is still the same, but I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah, But if we're just a, a computer program being ran by a civilization light years ahead of us, uh, that doesn't really bother me.
1: And the, the world in... The world in the Matrix is, or the world of the Matrix, it's a very grim view of humanity. It's kind of. Yeah, everybody's dickheads. It, <laughs> yeah, and it's a little bit incomplete and things like that. Like, it's a little bit of a behind the scenes thing, but they did this whole thing where all the street scenes, they'd loads of sets of twins playing people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. To try and make it feel less real. Like, People are simulated, so it's and uh, and then of course the whole color grading of it and the feel of the world is it doesn't feel like the real world, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Also, uh, just because I, I it just occurred to me because I just said the word light speed there, but that's a, a good thing to mention. Uh, that the speed of light is actually kind of proof that we uh, may be in a simulation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because so not to go into it too much, but. Uh, so if you take video games, yeah. like video games are confined by a couple of rules. It's normally rules put in by the game designer. Like, you know, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto, oh, oh, you can't fly because it's just not coded into it. Oh yeah, But you can in a Superman game because that's the point of the game. Yeah. That's the idea with the Matrix, Neo and co, they break the code. That's why they can do all this mad shit. Yeah. Uh, they can fuck around with the physics of the simulation. But... In every computer simulation, uh, the hardware leaves what they call an an artifact of its existence. So that's just like uh, proof that uh, it's a simulation because of the processor speed. So it's unavoidable. In, In every video game you play, if you put in like some code to try and cheat, you will you will you will get errors because it won't render quick enough. You will see, like, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're running through Grand Theft Auto, the city won't, if you're running faster, if you put in a cheat to make your character run faster than the game allows you to run, the city scape won't load in time Yeah, or and stuff like that. Or you'll be able to see the edge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the idea is, well, with our simulation, uh, that's what the speed of light is. So you, you hear about our uh, universe is ever expanding yeah uh so that's the artifact is light speed uh to stop us from ex- getting further than how far the universe is expanding <laughs> if that makes sense i i, I explained yeah, yeah. that terribly i was just trying to throw it in at the end the speed of light is the artifact anyway yeah. and and the matrix is a cool movie and stands up pretty well 20 stands up 10. pretty well uh And I guess we would survive it because uh, we don't
1: particularly care that we're in it. (laughs) I think that's the answer. (laughs) So at the start, we said, would you take the red pill? And we've kind of got to the end and gone, no, I'm taking the blue pill and I'm going to bed.
0: (laughs) Well, I think, no, I think it's like we take the red pill. Like it's you and I, Morpheus comes to us and he gives us the red pill and we take it and he brings us out and he shows us how deep the rabbit hole goes. And we're just like, oh, is that all? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah no i don't really care and then he's just like no but but i just showed you your the machines guys the machine and I, oh yeah no no i don't care oh, yeah, <laughs> and funny. he's like but what i was like nah nah sorry man if i knew that this was all you were going to show me man i wouldn't have gotten out of bed let alone take the red pill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Would it do kung fu again?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Is, although that's probably why I would take the red pill just to learn kung fu. Yeah. Uh, what is fucking amazing? I always loved this, and the the Wachowskis had a big hand in the video game adaptations of the oh yeah, the Matrix. And when you get to the point in the first Matrix game, you you're given the option of taking the red pill and the blue pill, and if you take the blue pill, you literally just wake up in your bed the next day and you just get like a five minute playthrough of just doing nothing <laughs> That's really, <laughs> and the game just ends and it says you've cleared the matrix <laughs> that's brilliant okay so we've wrapped up but i said we would do some bunker keeping at the end so i just want to uh before we finish read some quick reviews to you that we got oh definitely some recent because i've been do- doing that lately and it's you know encourages people to leave more uh, or should i no maybe i actually know you know what i'm gonna ignore that and i'll do it next week because we're already been going long enough yeah uh yeah so i guess we survived the matrix so we've decided that we survived the matrix because we're happy to live in it and so should you yeah dear listener everybody listening even if you think we're in a simulation
1: just deal with it and it's fine and remember all hail the basilisk